0: Hello, and welcome back to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life. I'm your host, Avik. And today, we are joined by an incredible guest. Yes, I'm talking about Nancy Marks. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Thank you so much, Avik. I'm so excited to be here. Lovely, lovely. So, Nancy, before we start our conversation, I would love to mention this to all of our listeners that Nancy is a fused glass artist who embarked on a creative journey after a 35-year corporate career. So Nancy's story began with a single glass, like challenging her self-doubts about artistic talent. So to her surprise, she discovered a passion for working with the glass, embracing the imperfect beauty of her creations. So this led her to establish a glass arts collective a local studio offering the unique handmade gifts. Isn't this a, a unique and uh, impressive thing? Yes, it is. So beyond her crafting stunning pieces, she shares her joy by inspiring others to explore the glass art. So join us as she talks about her just-do-it approach to life, blending her diverse corporate backgrounds with the therapeutic energy of working with the class. So without further ado, let's welcome again to Healthy Mind and Healthy Life, Nancy. Welcome to the show.
1: I love that introduction. Thank you so much. It's it's still sometimes hard for me to believe that I have made such a, a journey in a short period of time that has brought so much joy. Not just to myself, but to other people. It's like I actually make a difference in someone else's life in a very positive way
0: yeah exactly exactly so for our listeners like out of start with like if you can share with us the moment when you transitioned from your corporate career to discovering like your passion for diffused glass art like what inspired this creatively
1: well actually a lot of things in the world lined up at the right time
0: yeah. so
1: i my last job in corporate was working for my husband and i was the uh, chief operating officer so i was running the back-end business And so I really learned business more than any of my other corporate jobs, but I learned sales in my previous jobs. I learned better people skills. I learned telling stories more and I enjoyed my jobs, but I wasn't passionate about them. And then, as you mentioned, I had taken a class and it was a bit begrudgingly. So my mom and dad were in an assisted living facility Here uh, nearby, they'd moved from California, from Massachusetts to California. And someone was coming on site there and teaching fused glass. And I had never heard of it. That was six years ago. Never heard of what fused glass was. I knew blown glass, stained glass, but I didn't know what it was. And I saw her pieces and thought, wow, those are really pretty. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a class, even though I don't think I have a creative bone in my body. I have tried painting ceramics, woodworking, except maybe crayons. When I was a kid, I couldn't find anything that excited me, made me feel comfortable, made me feel like I could do it. So I had this mindset that I gave to myself uh, that I was a creative. And but this is mom. You know, I'm doing this for my mom. So I went and took the first class and went, wow. This is kind kind of cool. I like this. And a studio had opened up nearby, and my mother's eighty fifth birthday was upon us. And so I said to my dad, "Why don't we take her to a class, you know, at a studio where she can do even bigger things and more things, and have a birthday party there for her?" And the studio was very different from the first one, even though it was owned by the same organization. And I absolutely. Fell in love with the atmosphere, the energy in the studio, the woman managing this location. All of a sudden, it was just like something inside me exploded in this joy, this light. I can't totally describe it, but I was awake in the creative side of me for the first time. And it felt so good. So I was playing in the studio. And about uh, two years later, they decided to close this location. Okay. And I no—I didn't want to drive to other locations. I really wanted something close by. And at the same time, my husband sold a studio. I mean, his business. So I'm retirement age. He's retirement age. It's like, okay, what are we going to do now? And it it was like, ding, 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 ding. There's a studio that's built out. There's no one in it now. I'm going to open my own studio. I know how to run a business. So there was a lot of conversations internally with, are you good enough? You know, are you crazy? You've only been doing it for two years. But I took the mindset of, I know how to run a business and I've got friends who are better at glass art than I am and I will let them help me get started. And so we're teaching classes in the fused glass, stained glass and mosaic. And it has... That was five weeks before COVID hit. And for California, we were shut down completely. <laughs> so again, that kind of mindset, that mental you know, struggle, I just took on a lease. I have all these expenses. I decided to turn that into, you know, so many times in my life, I wished I'd had more hours in the day. And I think a lot of people feel that way too. And I took that time to hone in my skills. Mm-hmm. I had all kinds of time to do it. And I took advantage of it and really made something, found that golden nugget in a pandemic that I never thought I could have even, again, imagined. And I still feel like I'm walking and floating on a cloud. It's been four years now, and I still feel like I am so blessed. And watching people come in and have them suddenly go from, I'm not creative, just like I said, to... Oh my gosh, I'm more relaxed. I feel like my head is clearer. I feel joy again. I don't get it. It's only been two hours, but this glass is amazing. (laughs) And, you know, after you hear that enough times, you know that it's really making a difference. And then a few of my customers actually told me they're therapists and they're coming in to kind of release all the things they've had to take in. And they actually send customers over, which of course, you know, they don't tell you and the customer doesn't tell you because of privacy, but it was, that is just so cool. Look what I'm doing. And I, I I guess my message to everybody really is, I know I'm I'm here in Southern California and example, it's a little far for you to come to come to my studio to, to do art, but it doesn't matter what kind of, of craft or art or whatever it is find something. I mean, even if you just decide to grab those crayons again that you haven't played with since you were a kid, just sort of let yourself go. Don't think about it, don't worry about coloring within the lines. Just do it because you're initially you feel silly. Initially you feel like, "Oh my gosh, what did she just tell me to do?" But if you try it and you give yourself permission to be allowed to be silly and childlike, and just find some joy, it comes out automatically. You have that mindset that says, it's okay for me to have fun. And it is. How's that for an answer to a question?
0: Really, really, it's really, really beautiful, I would say, yeah. So, I mean, your journey began with a single class. So, uh, yes. how did the experience of working with glass impact your mindset and the well-being during that initial class? And How has it continued to do so? Well, it was, I mean, I had to do a lot of mindset and a lot
1: of internal looking to even take that first class because I was so, I had convinced myself for so many years that I would never be able to do something like this. But my golden nugget in that one was my mom because I was doing this for her and mom doesn't care if it's perfect. Mom doesn't care if I did a great job or not mom loved the idea that i was doing this so we had something to share and so that took me much further than just the idea i'm taking a class yeah. it had a purpose and sometimes you you have to i always laugh sometimes you have to take a rag to find that silver lining and and scrub a little bit but if you give yourself permission and i keep saying that because i couldn't give myself permission for a long time. I kept convincing myself. My head says I can't. And I mean, even having other people come in and teach, you know, I own the studio, but having other people have to come in and do the work that I don't know how to do yet. My ego didn't care because I knew it was the right thing at that point. I knew what I was doing was going to help people. And I didn't understand how. I didn't understand why. I just knew
0: I was going to be making a difference with this journey. Wow, that's that's lovely. I mean, I'm just thinking what to say. It's really lovely. I know.
1: It's, it, I, I. I. I am so passionate. I. It's. I want to sing from the rooftops, and I. I. As much as I love my studio, there's a m- bunch of studios around the world in fused glass. So please consider taking a class in fused glass, but. If you don't have a studio near you or a place you can do it, then try to find something. Because I think we've all gotten so caught up, and and I'm really speaking for myself more than anybody else, that we've just got so caught up with oh the kids have to be here and I have to get this done and I have to have dinner on the table and I have to and I have to I have to, I have, to have to that we forget to take care of ourselves. Yeah, and taking care of ourselves it could be just singing a song, it could be dancing. It's doing something for yourself. And I didn't even fully understand that because I didn't feel I was doing it for myself. I felt I was doing it for mom. But boy, that that uh, song just came out of me and it was clearly something I needed to do for me. And I am so grateful. And I just love it when people tell me and they do it every class. There's someone who just has to basically shout to me, I can't believe this. Oh my gosh. And it's about a week till they get to have their product back because I have to put it in a kiln and and similar to a ceramic kiln. And it it's a good 20 hour cycle from beginning to end. So I always say a week, so my kilns are full. And when they come in, I said, open it now, open it now. And they look at it. I said, you can never say you're not creative again because they're glowing. They're like, I made this. I mean, I've actually had people say, this isn't my piece. And I'm like, yes, it is and they couldn't believe they made something that pretty. Fuse glass is not as difficult as stained glass and glass blowing. Glass blowing as gorgeous as all the arts are. It you can't stop. You can't laugh as much. You have to you have to know your process and you have to keep going. And that's a 2000 degree blowhole you're in front of. And it's a really really fine art. Stained glass is still at room temperature, except you're using a soldering But those pieces have to match up really tight. And when you're foiling them, it has to be very concise, precise, and, and it's a little tedious. I mean, I know it can be therapeutic for those people once they get into it. But to use glass, the kilns do the magic. So if your pieces aren't exactly perfect, the colors that come out from the heat the heat is making the glass a little molten, so it's actually fusing it together. And so all those little flaws that you see when you first do it, and you oh my gosh, this isn't, when you get it back, those flaws are, are, don't show. You see the big picture. And I think artists are their worst enemy by always looking at something and going, that didn't turn out right. Well, a lot of times it doesn't turn out as you imagined. It's even Better, And that's what you have to accept. You know what? This wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I really like this even better when I stop. Get rid of that mindset of, you know, looking for the negative and look at it with open heart. And it's like, wow. <laughs> so I have pieces of art behind me. These are from different artists in my studio. I have open studio members And they put things in the gift shop as well. So today I'm only shipping throughout the United States because I want to make sure all of my processes are in place. But as soon as they are, then I'm going to be opened up to the world, to every place we're allowed to ship to because the art that these other people are doing as well, we all have different styles. We all have different color palettes. We all have different techniques and genres, and they all complement each other in the big picture. So you would not be able to tell who did which pictures, which of these art pieces, but they're all beautiful. And that's why I wanted to highlight and have something that I could show because it's a little difficult in a podcast to be able to show a lot of things. But for those that are actually watching this on YouTube, otherwise, you know, please check out my website. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. Check out my website at glassarts, with an S, collective.com. The gift shop is on there. There's information about the different uh, the different types of glass that we do. There's frequently asked questions. Most of our glass is all food safe. So what am I going to do with it? You're going to give it as a gift. They're going to use it on their table. They're going to use it as a conversation piece when their friends are over. They're going to serve their, their special meals on it at that table when the family is all around. There's so many things, so many different styles and pieces and sizes and colors. It's it's a, it's so energizing.
0: That's really lovely, I would say, yeah. So, <clears throat> okay, beyond the physical process, how does engaging in the glass art impact the mindset of the individuals?
1: It's interesting to watch people. Some people are very geometric. They think of everything in a very geometric way and you build it a geometric way. Some people feel that they don't really have an idea of what they want to do. And I'll just say, start laying colors out. We've actually pulled out coloring books and had people pick out a pattern from a coloring book and said, okay, try to make something that looks like that. We have all kinds of inspiration around the studio of different levels of talent and skill techniques. And people pull from that. And there's so many things on the internet. I think the hardest thing for people in any environment is to understand everybody has to start somewhere. So yes, you might like, uh, you know, any major artist of any platform, but it took them a while to get there. It wasn't their first piece that was the one that's going to be in the museum. But at the same time, a handmade gift for friends and family is so much nicer than just a gift card. Or just another pair of socks, you know, for dad, for you know, Christmas or Father's Day. There's just we make pendants, we make bolos, the the necklaces that are, are good for men too. We're women. So there's there's so many things. And I had a girlfriend who recently had a promotion. And so I gave her a piece of art for her new office. And she gets comments on it all the time. And it's a great conversation piece. To have people who are coming in her office for the first time, just to get to kind of visit and and have a little social before the business starts. Mm-hmm. So it, it the trickling effect of a piece of art goes beyond just you and I when we have it. It continues to touch other people and be a conversation piece longer than you would ever think. And people come into the studio and the gift shop does change out, obviously, but there's some pieces that have been in here for a bit. Um, During COVID, it was very few people were able to come in. And even the people who come in on a regular basis, they'll see something they didn't see the last time because you're drawn to certain colors or patterns at different times, kind of depending on your mindset, your mood, where your head's at. And all of a sudden, you're just kind of drawn. And it's like, oh my gosh, oh wow. And it's like, it's been here the last five times you've been in here and you didn't notice it. You don't say that out loud, but it's just, it's fun to watch the mental functionality and the the way your body reacts. And again, I'm making a difference. Even if it's a small difference, I'm making a difference in people's lives. And that is the greatest gift to me as well to, as other
0: people. So... Uh- <laughs> So, I mean, Glass Arts Collective not only offers the unique gifts, but also encourages others to explore their creative visions. So if you can share any memorable stories of the individuals who have found the solace through the glass art at your studio.
1: One of my favorite stories. Was very, it was fairly fairly early on. A mom had come in, all razzled. She brought her daughter and her daughter's friends so they could do glass and she was gonna go sit in the corner on her computer and work because she just had so much work she had to get done. And she was so stressed out. I mean, she was even having a hard time talking sometimes because her mind kept going back to that computer. But she has to sit down, she has to start working. And I said, well, come at least try and cut a piece of glass. So you know what your daughter's doing and you know what the girls are doing because they're gonna talk about it. And you should at least understand what they're talking about. She came over, and this happens for so many people. The first time she broke the glass where she wanted it to break and how easy it was, was like this. Because At home, you don't go around breaking glass. And if you do, you're probably getting in trouble for it or you're mad at yourself for breaking it. So here, you're doing it on purpose and it goes where you want it to go and it's doing what you want it to do. She stopped and took the whole class. And she called me the next day to tell me how much it meant to her because she relaxed so much that by the time she got home, you know, which was several hours later, she got the job done that she needed to get done so quickly because her mind had cleared. She was blocking herself to a certain degree because she was so focused on, I have to, I have to, I have to. But you start losing track of what it is you have to do. And you're you're not focused on the spreadsheet or the Word document, or whatever it is you're creating, all of a sudden, you're just, do I have enough time? Do I have enough time? What am I supposed to be doing right now? I should have been doing this. I should have been doing that. And it was all cleared. And it took her right to where she needed to be when she needed to be doing it. And I get that story so many times from people. And they, their kids get mad at them because they came without them because they made it come with a group or some friends. We do team building sessions as well. So companies can bring in their teams and do something outside the office. And they can see their own creativity. They see their friend's creativity. And these conversations start that don't happen in the workplace all the time anymore. I mean, there used to be the old joke about people gathering around the water cooler so they could visit. That sort of doesn't happen anymore. And so now, all of a sudden, the company's encouraging them to have that social and to find commonalities in each other, and to learn more about each other, and to become more of a conducive team that works better together. And I've had managers call me and say, they were so excited. Other departments are calling you because they want to do the same thing, because they can see the difference in these employees, and it carried over to other departments they worked worked with. It became a little more social without being, you know, over the top, but just a little bit more calm, a little easier to work with. And again, it's just, I never could have believed that the trickling effect could be like this. And gifts, when somebody's gotten a gift, people have come in to tell me how excited their friend was for the gift they gave them, that they just, they were stunned And then sometimes six months later, they call me again and they said, oh my God, my friends just used that plate again. And they had to call me again because their friends were so excited and that they all want to come over and learn how to make something too. And I have to just tell you, because that one gift, look what's happening. And it's so much fun because I don't even have to reach out and say, so how'd it go? You know, did anybody like what you gave them? They're calling me to tell me. I mean, that is... Like so many things nowadays, they're reaching out. Can you please give us a survey on how we're doing? Please comment on, and I don't have to. They call me, they email me, they come in and tell me. I get a lot of hugs. I get a lot of hugs of thank you, which is I'm a hugger. So that's a wonderful thing. And the energy that that creates. So my studio, when you walk in, you feel the energy. It is that strong in a positive and joyful way.
0: (laughs) I I wish I was there right now and I should have visited there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But again, I know you can't necessarily be here, but there are so many places and some of my artists had been doing other art prior to fuse glass. So it's, it's important to know that just because you might love painting or quilting or knitting or woodworking, You can incorporate a lot of the ideas that you do in those things into glass as well. And it kind of sounds strange, but the patterns that you pick or the things that you choose to do in the designs can very frequently be transferred to being done in glass. And so there was a woman who came in and she actually creates a lot of her own fabrics designs. And she came in and it hit her like a lightning bolt. I can do that in glass too. I can actually have glass pieces that match what the skirts I made or the blouses I made. And she goes, it never even, I mean, you just sort of think you see what's in the stores mass produced and you think that's all there is,
0: but there's so much more. Wow. Lovely. So before we wrap up, like glasswork requires the attention to details and the focus. So, how does the process itself contribute to the mindfulness? And what, according to you, the role does mindfulness play in the therapeutic aspect of working with the glass?
1: Well, what I've tried to do, because my original class was, and a lot of the classes I've watched online, they they try to put too much stuff as far as I'm concerned in a package. So these long classes are terrific in many ways because you block out that amount of time in your day. But I personally don't comprehend and receive everything as well when I feel like I'm almost overloaded. So I break it down and I break it into techniques and I break it into shorter periods of time. And I take them step by step. I know what they need to do so that they're not sitting there trying to decide everything. But what I don't tell them to do at all is the design. So I take them through the technical pieces of it and the thought process to a certain degree. So it is so much fun. I had a group of 18 in here yesterday or last night, which has really energized me. So I have even more energy right now. And everyone gets the same instruction. And I have 18 very different pieces of art. And everyone was looking at the pieces at the end because we kind of put them all together so they could see them in one area. And they were just all like, oh, my stars, they're all so different. And even though many people used a lot of blues or a lot of greens or yellows or oranges, they all came up with different ideas that came out of them that were stimulated internally. And they didn't even know where it came from. It just kind of flowed. And allowing yourself to accept that, you can do it that way. You don't have to come in with an idea of what you're going to do. You don't have to come in with all of the answers. You come in and you relax and you enjoy the company of other people and that community, that friendship, and the socialization with people you don't necessarily know. i'll have I've had many, many, many times where, there's more than uh, two people at the table and they don't all know each other. Sometimes it's two couples. Sometimes it's a mom and a daughter, whatever it is. And everyone starts visiting. It's like, oh, hi. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love those colors you picked. Well, what are you working on? And they'll get up and rather than looking at it upside down from the other side of the table, they will get up, they'll walk around. And so when I send people a note, they send them a text message with the pictures of their projects all done. And I'll ask them when they've spent a couple of hours together, do you want me to send each other's work as well? Is that okay with you guys? I'll send the pictures, to both of you or both. And they're like, oh, please do. After seeing them do it and getting to know them, I would love to see what they do. And they are so excited because when they actually come in to pick up their pieces, they thank me for that extra step. They thank me for thinking about how they would like to receive the information, how they would like to be able to continue that kind of great experience they had a little further by seeing the other people's work too and making these new friends. And there have been multiple times, and I lose track, and I started off counting, I lost track, of how many times people had become friends here at the studio that continued outside the studio. So it's, I mean, when people tell you that So much of marketing is word of mouth. I have to agree with that completely. Because when I tell you that, oh, I do fused glass, you have no clue what that is most of the time. And it sounds scary. It's glass. But when your friend tells you what an incredible time they had doing it, and you see the piece they made, like, you made that the first time? Really? The whole world changes in their perception. That whole mindset of, I wanted to do something. I wanted to find something different, and it it just it just happens so
0: organically. Lovely, really, really <laughs> lovely. Okay. So, I, I, yeah, and the,
1: my passion is appreciated. I know that
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because I I haven't mentioned also. So right now I'm not a kind of daily or regular painter or sketchist during my childhood days, like twelve years, I worked on that. I really love the art, but somehow I'm not able to continue that. But I really love spending in the sketching and things. Whenever I get time, I do that. It really helped me feel calm, release all the stress. so i I, I can understand it's really, really great thing, yes.
1: So what they recommend is you find fifteen minutes a day. that you put on your calendar Hmm. because you can always find 15 minutes. Take 15 minutes and pull out that sketchbook and you'll probably won't want to stop in 15 minutes. And you do that a few times a week. You're going to feel so different all week and going forward. But just make that small amount of time first. And then it's amazing how you can find more time. That mindset, I don't have the time. Yes, you do. You can find 15 minutes.
0: Exactly, that, that that's very, very true, yeah, so dear and listener, it is
1: easier with a sketchbook than pulling out all the paints and everything else, but there's always a, a way to find something a time to do it.
0: I truly agree with this. I truly agree it's it's in us only, and it's all about the mindset, so for sure, definitely. so for the listeners like you heard this episode, and this is one of my best episode, I would say, and because this is the it's a time constraint thing, and we have to conclude this enlightening episode of uh, crafting this serenity and exploring the therapeutic power of the classwork mindsets. I definitely want to express my gratitude to our exceptional guest Nancy. So, and 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 for the listeners, for you all, like I, I hope that this conversation has provided valuable insights into the transformative power of embracing the creative passions, particularly in the realm of fused glassed art. So the therapeutic benefits, the beauty of the imperfections and the sense of accomplishment are all aspects we can carry into our own lives. So if you are intrigued by Nancy's story or curious about delving deep into the world of glass art, do not hesitate to explore the glass arts collective. And consider taking that creatively. Your mental well-being might just thank you for it. Also, I I, I request, Nancy, if someone wants to connect with you, wants to uh, understand more about the Glassword Collective, how they can connect with you.
1: So the website is a great way. So that's glassartscollective.com. I'm also on Instagram under Glass Arts Collective and Facebook Glass Arts Collective and YouTube at Glass Arts Collective. I'm just starting to build that out. When I'm a one-man person, it's it takes me a little bit longer to get to some of the stuff, but I'm proud of it and having fun with it and learning more and more of all of this type of stuff. So definitely reach out. Send me a note. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if you have questions. And I think you have to send me some of your sketches.
0: Definitely. I'll, I'll definitely do that for sure. <laughs> And also, dear listeners, remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review if you have found value in today's episode. Because your feedback fills our commitment to bringing you more and more conversations and meaningful discussions like this on Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. So, Nancy, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your creative journey, and the certainty found in the art of glasswork. So, until next time, take care, everyone embrace your creativity and continue on your path to a healthy mind and a healthy life. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you.